Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Smash and grab going on right now? Uh, it did early this morning. Yeah, so Boy. they're on the scene. Well, yeah. I guess the only thing good about that is that it's not in the broad of daylight. Yeah, or anybody hurt that we know of, so. Yeah, it's just an uh, interesting world that we live in here. It's walking in this morning, and I've got a Bible in my left hand with a wrapped Christmas gift because we got Secret Santa going on around here someday. <laughs> I guess in, I guess I'm ahead of the curve here, isn't it? The twelfth or something. Secret Next week, Santa. Yeah, yeah, but you're good. Oh yeah, I'm way ahead of the curve. That's how good I am, man. <laughs> That's right. I got on it Black That's Friday, right. um, but I was a little bit shocked. There's this girl walking by. And I've got a so I've got a Bible and Christmas gift, and then I've got a coffee in the other hand. And I've decided I'm going to start greeting people. And I don't blame her, but when I said good morning, oh, there wasn't a big, there wasn't any response, and I thought, man, this is it's sad, to be honest with you. I was talking to my mom about being raised on these very streets, these streets that I walk across here in the morning. And I know it's early, but I'm bummed that predominantly women have to be on alert so much in this city these days. Yes. And I asked my mom, I said, what was it like growing up in Chicago with regard to cordiality and all these kind of sure. interactions mm -hmm. that people had with folks on the streets and she said oh man people just greeted and hello and it's just a it's just nothing great here I'm sure not making a segment out of this boom crew but it's just a it breaks my heart a little bit yeah that we have a culture now in our city and I, I was thinking about that walking in and it just prompted me when you hear this smash and grab it's just a bummer we've just got a city that needs to Kind of get its soul back. And the only way that that's going to happen is a revival of the soul. Yeah. A God consciousness, some civility, law and order, and just a bummer. And I, I hurt especially, I thought to myself, mm, you know, I have no expectations that she needed to say good morning back or anything like that. But I had enough Plus, I, I don't, I don't think I look scary. Do I look scary? No. Maybe I do look scary. No. <laughs> Any opinions in there? <laughs> but I just thought, what a bummer! What a bummer! It is that common sort of friendliness, smile. It just like you said, everybody's just so on guard. What do you mean by that? What you know? You just you can't. Yeah, it's just a different world. I do want to welcome to the family a few of you here that have come in even yeah. since we spoke. 1525-4476-8833-5316-4164-1000. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Welcome to the family. Yeah, somebody said, good morning, Carl. I live in the burbs, and when I greet people in my own neighborhood, some do not respond. It saddens my heart, too. Aww. Yeah, you know, I've walked a lot in the burbs with my bride. And um, 
I think the I think over fifty percent of the people, if you greet them, they'll greet you right back. But there is more of a head down mentality in our culture today than there used to be. Now, pardon me, I was raised in an area that was, you know, everybody's cordial and friendly. But let me tell you a staggering statistic. Violent crimes per 100,000 people. I saw a list of cities of the top 20. Ready for a shocker? My hometown of Anchorage, Alaska, has a higher violent crimes per 100,000 than Chicago, Illinois. What? Yeah. Yep. And it does. And I told my bride, I said, that can't be right. She said, Bub, it is. She said, if you remember right, even when we were up there, it was starting to get tough. Anchorage, Alaska has gangs. And uh, there's just a lot of anger in this world. So even if you're in a smaller town, I mean, there was a time in Anchorage, Alaska, my goodness. I mean, we pulled over for hitchhikers. And if someone was stuck on the road, I think I still would. You want to help them out, especially in the winter months. But... It's a tough deal, man. We live in a different world. And the, the question is, what is the solution? And the only answer is that we're going to have an awakening of our soul in our nation. And I just want to remind us of a really cool thing, and that is that in the Great Awakening, uh, there were several Great Awakenings. I think there's categorically three Great Awakenings here in America. They resulted in about a 15% lift of the nation that was born again and transformed by the power of God. But that relatively small percentage, I mean, if you got 15% and you're running for president, it's called your gonzo. It's over. But 15% of people who are born again and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit created a plate shift in our nation. A radical shift. Bars were shutting down. Gambling establishments didn't have as many followers. The ability of a small few to impact the masses is huge. And so when I speak of awakening, spiritual awakening in our nation, I'm not under any misconception that we're going to see 51%, let's say, a dominant percentage of Americans born again and following Jesus. But we could see a good percentage of people really transformed by the power of God and making hay to the glory of God, changing politics, business, you name it. It could happen. It could happen. So we march on, helping you take your next step with Jesus. Coming up here, I want to give you something to set off this week in a great fashion. You know, we're coming into a season when we're going to have close proximity to people who are closest to us. And when we're living with people closest to us, we often find ourselves in some of the toughest situations. You've got a conflict in political viewpoints, and you've certainly got a conflict or potential conflict when people live and come from totally different spiritual backgrounds. And the question is, how are we going to handle it? 
And I'm going to give you, coming up, three corners you cannot get pinned into. Three corners you cannot get pinned into. Imagine that relationships are like this triangle. Put a triangle in front of your face. There are three corners you cannot go to. You got to get out of those corners. You cannot go there. You cannot let discussions take you there. And I was actually discussing this with my bride. My bride was talking to um, one of our kids about this triangle and the three corners that you cannot get into. And that discussion that she had with her daughter reminded me of this metaphor. Um, it was actually Janan that reminded me of it, and it's powerful. And when I heard this from a counselor friend of mine a number of years ago, I thought, oh, my goodness, that is so good. Coming up, I'm going to tell you about this triangle. Three corners. Don't get in these three corners. Stay in the field of the relational triangle. It will help you a ton. That's coming up. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus. This is one of these metaphors that when you hear it, you're going to go, oh, my goodness, I never want to forget that. Don't. Hold on to this one. Sitting down in an office in Central California with a phenomenal counselor. And boy, was he laying down the goods for me. He said, let me give you a metaphor, Carl, that you can use for yourself and as a pastor that is probably going to resonate with you. And boy, did it. He said, when it comes to any relationships that we're in, and as we're steaming closer to Christmas here, we're going to find ourselves in relationships. And we sometimes kind of default back to how things were in a kind of a lesser day, as it were. Yes. We can kind of default. But this metaphor works. I don't care. It's in boardrooms. It's in bedrooms. It's everywhere. It can be used everywhere. And it's real for all of us today. So let me give you the three corners that you cannot afford to camp out in relationally. You get in one of these corners, you got to get out. Get back into the center of the triangle. And the center of the triangle is getting your feet on the rock. His name is Jesus and live there. But here's the three. Victim. You can't be in the victim corner. I'm going to give these three, three to you, then we're going to break it down a minute and a half. Persecutor. And you might say, well, I'm not a persecutor. Well, maybe, but we'll break that down as well. And the third one is one that many of us are prone toward, rescuer. Victim, persecutor, rescuer. Those three corners of this triangle of relational life, you got to stay out of them. You got to move to the high ridge, to the center, to the high ground. Victim, persecutor, rescuer, I'll break it down straight ahead. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Victim, persecutor, rescuer. Three corners followers of Christ cannot allow ourselves to get pinned into. Now, let me take this backwards, kind of around the triangle. Because a lot of us that are in Christ find ourselves having tasted the power of God, experienced his grace, and we want to rescue people, usually those that are closest to us. We want to rescue them. 
The problem is, as I was talking with an awesome couple yesterday after church service, I was preaching yesterday down at the downtown campus, not in Oak Grove, but we had a phenomenal time on both campuses. I was talking with a couple who's going through a difficult time with a couple of their kids. And I just looked at him and I said, guys, when you come to the point when you realize I cannot rescue these people that I love so much, boy, you're going to be in a healthy place. And here's why. There's one rescuer. When you're talking about behaviors that need to change radically, a soul that needs to maybe re-catch fire for Jesus, or a soul that has an illusion of salvation and they do not know Jesus. And I, I looked at this couple and I said, tell me something. Did you have any shortcuts for your breaking before the Lord? And they both looked at me and said, no. I said, I know. It's a hard lesson. And I fight this myself. But we often try, especially with our children, to protect them from the very thing that we had to go through to come to the end of ourselves. And we're not rescuing anyone. We're prolonging pain in people. I know this hurts to hear. But it's true. We're prolonging the inevitable. We can't be rescuers. Rescuers, when they feel the futility of it, often then move to one of the other corners. Victim. We sulk. We get quiet. Super quiet. Which is passive aggressive. Yes, it is. Which isn't the way of the Lord. No. And we sometimes think, I'm going to be able to rescue by me being a victim. <laughs> so if, I, if oh. they can sense my disappointment and my sadness and yeah. my sorrow, then they're going to change. Never does. No, been there. Hasn't worked yet. You might get them to suck it up for a little bit or to try to make you feel better about yourself, but what a pathetic way to live as a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so hard to hear this, guys. And sometimes when we're done rescuing, and it never worked anyway because there's one rescuer, we can become persecutors. And you might say, well, I'm not a persecutor, and you go to uh, the Hamas. No, I'm not talking about that kind of despicable demonization. I'm just talking about letting the evil one get a toehold where you start now taking shots at someone. Well, if you're not going to change, then bang, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Boom crew, I need you to hear my heart. We don't have to live in those corners. Isn't that good news? Oh. We don't have to live Freeing. there. And, and let me just remind you, Jesus epitomized not living in the corner of victim, persecutor, or rescuer. He epitomized it. Do you ever see Jesus pouting with his disciples? No. No. He told them the not. straight up truth. You guys are knuckle picking heads. <laughs> Let the dead bury their dead. We're going to go for Foxes have olds, birds have nests, son of man has no place to lay his head. That's just the way we're going to roll here. 
And I love you. <laughs> and I love you. Suck it up, Buttercup. That's right. He's not a persecutor. He didn't revile those who reviled him. He didn't take little snide shots. No. Didn't do it. And he wasn't a rescuer. He let people hit their lips. You know, I asked this couple, I said, when you were having to make some big changes in your life, did you find that anyone rescuing really helped you at all? No. Then the wife put her hand on her face and goes, oh, I try to rescue all the time. Listen to me, boom crew. Relational challenges are everywhere. But the people that can get on the high ground, not get in the three corners of victimhood, persecutor, or rescuer, there is something so attractive about that. To be willing to let people you love experience pain, deep pain, it's okay. It's okay. We got to be okay with that. And, and here's why. There's no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. There, there's none. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you, Boom Crew. We can all live there. But I, I will tell you this. I have learned, I fail at times, but I've learned the power of not running to one of those three corners, victim, persecutor, rescuer. And boy, is it powerful. It, it's like they, they, they don't have any goods on you. You see, when you stand in the center and not in one of those three corners, that's the best chance of those that you love or that you don't even like that well, but you do love them to have a mirror held up to their own life. But as long as we run to those three corners relationally, I'm talking boardroom, bedroom, any room. As long as we run to one of those three corners, we're actually giving fuel to the problem that we're looking at. We're giving fuel to it. We've got to resist doing that. I want to give props again to Paul Maverick, George, wise counselor, friend of mine, boy, who gave me that metaphor, and it's one to live by. Got a pop quiz for you, and it's going to help you, boom crew. Come on, take it right now. I'm asking you to text me which one of those three words is where you predominantly live right now. We can get into all three of them, by the way. Don't diminish persecutor. Toxic masculinity, husbands, oh, they live there a lot. Which one is the one that the Holy Spirit's saying, that's you. You're a victim, you're a persecutor, you're a rescuer. Could be all three. Oh, very true. Which word? Text it to me, 312-274-9624. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to read out your number. This is an exercise for you. It's good to take your thumbs and put it into a phone and go ding, ding, ding. That's the word that describes me right now. And then pray for the Holy Spirit to pull you out of there. Yeah. Which one? Victim, persecutor, rescuer. 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. And then just confess it up to God. Run to the center. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings getting a ton of response here, guys. I mean, a ton of response. I think we hit a nerve here, Super Die. I think so. Why is this so important? It, it's usually important because, 
you realize when you mention it, especially too, because I admit I'm a rescuer. And as you were talking about these three key points, you mentioned that when we retreat into this corner, we are preventing God from doing what he wants to do and needs to do in that situation. And for me, that hurt me. I'm like, I'm preventing. I mean, God's almighty. Don't, you know what I'm saying? No, we're, we're but getting in the way we're of getting God. getting in the way. And I'm thought, oh my goodness, that's what I'm doing. That one brought tears <laughs> to my eyes. I thought, what? It's what? so hard. It is hard. The truth will set you free, but not before it beats you with a I wet know. noodle. <laughs> I'm like, man, okay. <laughs> the truth will set Thanks, you free. Carl. The truth will set you free, but it ain't pain free. No. And it, look, rub-a-dub-dub, I'm in the same tub. But it is Everyone freeing. is, but, you know, we do not have to live there. And I think no. the the revelation of, and somebody said, can you give the flip side to all this? Yeah. A rescuer is, is, let me give the flip side to that. It's the father that stood ready for when the son was coming home to lavish love on him, but yeah. he was willing to let him eat with the pigs. That's right. That's bottom line. Persecutor, Jesus was reviled, didn't revile in return. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Victim, go to Romans 8. No more sniveling in a corner because you ain't getting your way. No more silent, passive-aggressive bunk. That's right. That's, that's truly a turd in a punch bowl. A Christian who is living a victim life. And we've all done it. I'm not pointing any fingers here. Oh, yeah, right back at me. But it is just, it's weak tea, man. It's weak tea. <laughs> and we can do better, guys. Yes, we can. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to say this right now. If you find yourself in one of those corners, it, here's the hope. You don't have to stay there. You can get out of there right now. You might be a boss. You might be an employee. You might find yourself in conflict with a spouse, and you find yourself in... Victim, persecutor, rescuer, one of those three corners are all three in one given day. And I'll tell you what, we got to run to the center, get up on the rock. His name is Jesus and trust him. And it is a powerful response. And you can do it by the grace and power of God. A lot of responses here. Which one captures the conviction of the Holy Spirit for you. You feel convicted by the Holy Spirit. Victim, persecutor, rescuer. Which corner are you stuck in today? Most dominantly. Just text me. Here's why. It's so good for you to thumb that in. Then you go, Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. And you go, yes, that's me. Yes. 312-274-9624. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Moorings. So I've often said I shouldn't be writing parenting books because the only title for my books would be How to Ask for Forgiveness and Win in Parenting. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a pretty good book title. 
<laughs> we can get it wrong so often. So easy. You got a faux pas you did with your kiddos? I mean, there are lots of them. The one that my daughter most likes to still laugh about. Oh, no. Uh, I oh, mean, no. this was this was one of those just kind of like everything went wrong at a single moment. She's like, Mom, remember that time you threw me off the stroller? And I'm like, can you give some context to that story? <laughs> we were caught in a rainstorm. Her and her brother, he was a newborn or, you know, six months old, and she was a toddler. She was on the bench seat, and he was in the little seat for the baby. It was a double stroller, and I forgot to strap her in before I took off running to try to get to the car through the rain. So she flew off the little bench seat into the puddle of mud (laughs) as we exited swim lessons into the rainstorm. So she still... You remember when you threw when you, me off you, that you, stroller yeah. into the mud? Yes, dear, uh, I do remember that. Those are wasn't the, my finest. Those are the funny ones. Well, I got to believe that a lot of us parent quite naturally, but what if we parented differently? Kathy Cook is with us. Got a brand new book out with that title. I guess we better parent differently and not naturally, because sometimes naturally doesn't work. Right, Kathy? That's probably a very good insight, yes. Yeah, but I do agree that it's okay to admit that we've struggled. It's okay to ask for forgiveness. It's okay to admit to our kids we've made mistakes because if we don't, yeah. they will be hesitant to admit to us that they're struggling. You know, I joke about me writing a book on asking for forgiveness, but I found very yeah. candidly, it was one of the most powerful things I did as a parent was just coming into my kids yeah. going, I screwed up. There's some health in that, isn't there, Kathy? Oh, absolutely. You're demonstrating key qualities like teachability and humility and other centeredness. It was one of the ways that your children knew that they were important to you. So I highly recommend it, you know, age appropriately. Um, you know, we don't have to tell long stories and we don't have to defend ourselves. We don't have, kids. <laughs> we don't we don't have to get in sackcloth and ashes and get really dramatic, do we? Right. 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 Oh. oh, Dr. Kathy Cook, our guest right now, founder and president of Celebrate Kids. Uh, she's an international speaker, sought after media conference guest. We've got a book that we're featuring today. It's called Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character that Changes Culture. Do we have a character crisis among our children? Is there something that's new and different with this generation? Or is it, you know, what parents have always been up against since the beginning of time? I think there is a crisis because I think today's parents are overwhelmed and tired and distracted. And and frankly, some of us are not exhibiting great qualities of character. And I think our kids, you know, being raised by technology have been taught that entitlement is their right and choice is their right and the world revolves around them. And it's all about popularity and perfectionism. And so these are really tough times. And you know, I want to bring us back to the Bible. The, the Bible is the, the rock-solid, firm foundation. It is the instruction manual that we are looking for. There's great insight in there. I don't want kids to just have Christ-like character. I want them to have biblical character, Old and New Testament, attributes of God in Christ, and, you know, leaning into the heroes of the Scripture that we read about faithfully. I've found, Kathy, that as a pastor, I think parents struggle A lot of them a reaction to maybe a a culture of Christianity that they were raised in that was pretty heavy handed, Mm -hmm. but they often Mm -hmm. struggle with boundaries at all. Talk about why having healthy, I don't even want to, precepts. Let's go with the, the teachings of Jesus. Why are healthy precepts really not antithetical to God's grace, but fuel it? The sin nature is real. And, you know, it wasn't God's intent, but it's real. And so, you know, we skill and drill the one, two, threes and the ABCs, 
but we, you know, state a rule and expect immediate compliance. And that's really not realistic or fair to the complexity of our kids. So, um, you know, to teach truth, to talk about the narrow path, to want them to have the abundant life yes. on earth that Jesus sacrificed his life that they would have requires that we provide boundaries and boundaries are blessings when love is the goal. It's our role to protect and provide and to demonstrate, you know, that truth is better than deceit, et cetera. Dr. Kathy Cook, our guest right now. So where's the disconnect? I'm wondering, because we have there are many, many now teenage young adults. They learned about David and they learned about Daniel in the lion's den and they know about Jonah Mm -hmm. and they know a lot of the biblical characters. They could tell you the story. But in terms of developing and forging that character within them, it, it didn't happen. And many of them have walked away from the faith. So where's the disconnect? They they get the Bible stories, but the character That's a great observation somehow didn't yeah. wasn't transferred. Yeah. So they know a story. But and I, and I know why you're using the word story and I know why you're using the word character, but they're not stories and they're not characters. Yeah. You know, Cinderella is a character. These are real people who lived in real times who were part of lessons in the scripture that are supposed to encourage, inspire, teach us. And I don't think we do a good job, and this is no one's fault. This is just, this is why I write books, to try to bring up new ideas. I don't think we talk about the cause-effect nature of the character choices and what went on there. So, you know, Esther followed Mordecai's instruction. That's what it says in the scripture. Mordecai instructed. Mordecai didn't give advice and opinion. Mordecai instructed. Mordecai said, do not open your mouth and tell them who you are. And she was obedient because he must have raised her with integrity and authority and correction, I'm assuming, and even the forgiveness piece that Carl was talking about. So I don't think we talk well about the relationship between character choices and outcomes, even in our own life. Just say, man, I blew it at work today. I got distracted. I worked on what I wanted to work on rather than what my boss needed me to work on. And he had to stop by my office at three o'clock. And I had to admit I didn't have the report done. And it was embarrassing. I'm going to have to work to get his trust back, to earn his trust back. I'm going to have to stay up late tonight to finish the report. I can't go to your soccer game, and I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. Mm. We don't do a good job of talking about the relationship between character traits and outcomes. Oh, that's so good, that's man. Good. Okay, Dr. Kathy Cook, Boom Crew, is with us. She's just authored a brand new book called Parent Differently. We're going to have a link for you in a moment. The byline is great. Raise kids with biblical character that changes culture. Coming up, I'm going to ask Kathy this one. We're freaked out by culture, and now you're asking us to raise kids that will actually change it? Hang on. <laughs> Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. With us right now, Dr. Kathy Cook, founder and president of Celebrate Kids, a great ministry, phenomenal author with a brand new book out, Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character That Changes Culture. Kathy, a lot of people are listening going, I'm trying to get my kids extracted from the culture. That won't really work, so we ought to try to raise them to change it. But how in the world do you raise kids that can be culture changers and not get swept along by it? Yeah, I love the way you worded that. Well, my theory is that it's their character that changes culture. Think about how you and I change culture. It's through our character. So I I believe that we've got to empower our kids to know that they matter now. They don't have to grow up and become older. They matter now. They can glorify God now. They can be representatives of Christ now. When a child is kind to a piano teacher, you change that woman's life for the rest of that day. She goes home and she's better as a wife and a mom. 
when you don't lie in school, but everybody else does, you change the culture in that class for the teacher. When you are obedient to grandmother and you are slow to walk so she doesn't get nervous that she's going to trip and break her hip like her neighbor did, then you are changing culture because you're changing influences. You're changing uh, individuals. Make sense? Yes, it does. So much of what you just modeled there, it's lots of conversation. It's lots of um, verbal affirmation. I mean, do I know sometimes there's the fear because you mentioned earlier that our kids would develop sort of this me centric. It's all about me. Could we praise them too much? Because church kids get praised a lot for good outward behavior. That's a really fair question. It it is appropriate to point out strengths. If you don't know your strengths, you don't know who to be. What I'm concerned about that I write about in the book is general praise that doesn't really influence the outcome. So again, rather than saying to a kid, well, you're really good, Mm. you know, were they patient? Were they resilient? Were they generous? Were they kind? Were they other-centered? Were they self-controlled? Were they brave and resilient? What other words that you're noticing? So there's an appendix in the back of the book with 48 qualities that I think we need to draw our kids' attention to. So I think we're specific in our praise, and we give them the evidence so that they believe us. And we're also going to correct them when they don't show up to be the Christ-like individuals that we want them to be. You titled your book, Parent Differently. What are we usually doing that, as a coach, you're like, got to stop that? I think we yell at kids when they're disobedient. Kids tell me, that's Kathy, they yell at me when I don't do it right. They tell me what they want me to do, but I wish they would teach me how. That's a, a general kind of a statement I hear from kids. So, the, you know, I want us to teach them how to believe in themselves and their ability to show up and be um, representatives of the God of the Bible. I want us to explain and, and have these conversations like we're talking about right now. I want us to make sure that our character is, is really healthy so that they are living with an appropriate role model. And when we're not going to do that well, we admit it, like we were talking about a few minutes ago. So I think it's teaching. I think character rather than obedience. You know, obedience, rule following is good, obviously. But if kids are rule followers, then they depend upon us to tell them how they're doing. So they look around the room and, oh, mommy's not here to reward me or to punish me, so now I can do whatever I want. No, I want us to teach character, and I want the Holy Spirit to do his role and transform their heart for righteousness. And now, even when I'm not around, the kids are going to behave. Why? Because it feels good, and they love the internal peace that results. Yeah, Dr. Kathy Cook, I'm so glad you mentioned the power of the Holy Spirit here, because the humility that needs to be built as a character trait in kids comes in recognizing that I can't do any of this on my own. I can't Mm -hmm. be kind to my piano teacher. I can't be obedient to my grandmother. I can't be any of those things. Not for any length of, not for any sustained amount of time anyways. Talk a a little bit about the humility piece. Teachability, humility. It's so hard today, right? Because pride is just easy. So yeah, do we model that again? You know, for us to say, hey, I, I appreciate the job you did on that today. You know, you're learning, you're improving, you're growing. This is what I expect of you. You know, keep it up. Let's not let our kids think that they've arrived. And it can't be about competition. It's got to be about are you as healthy as you can be? It's not about your brother or your sister. It's about who you were created to be and what we believe you're capable of. So I think those conversations are important. And then, you know, we compare ourselves to Christ and we're going to be humble. No, hello. Um, You know, when we recognize what God's called us to, then we have to be humble, not broken and disgusted by our behavior, but humble to realize that, man, there's, we're a work in progress. And again, leaning into the scripture, using the Bible heroes correctly, and we can become more than who we are today. Boom. Nailed it, Kathy. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Boom crew, you're listening to this right now going, wow, 
Where do I get more? It is a power pack little book. We got it right here in studio. This thing is not, it's, it's digestible. It's not philosophical. Mm. It'll cut to the chase. It's going to help impact you radically. Text the keyword different right now. Just the keyword different because you want something different coming out the end of the pipe. Something has to be different going in. Text the keyword mm. different right now to 312-274-9624. We got a link for you to her book, brand new book, Parent Differently. Text the keyword different. Just that one word to 312 274 Nine six two four. You also get Kathy's uh, website there as well, so you can uh, be linked to other books and resources. So just different to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios. This is Carl and Crew Mornings on ninety point one FM Moody Radio. All right, guys. Good morning to you and Merry Christmas. If you haven't gotten your name in the hat, today is the day. You do not have to enter more than once. I know some of you, I say this from time to time, you live in Chicago. You don't, you don't have to get your name in the hat here like you tend to vote. It's just one time, get your name in the hat one time. But yes. Stuff in the box here doesn't work. What he said. It doesn't work. In fact, we've got safeguards, so you cannot stuff the box here. You cannot do it. No. You don't want to do that come on no but, but nonetheless sure is, it sure is fun to harken back to the good old days in the, chicago the good old days when, okay when jfk won illinois because we stuffed the ballot box here in chicago listen to you the younger, those, the younger those are real going, things man i know the younger are going what google it google it it happened moving on it's one of our great claims to fame it's the Jordan era and uh, stuff in ballot boxes, man. One of the two big ones right there. <laughs> Anywho, Merry Christmas. All right, get your name in that. Yes. You don't have to enter more than once. No. It ain't going to help you. But you now, have to enter once. You can get your spouse signed up. Oh, okay. But you can't sign up your dog. He, oh. does, he doesn't have an email address. Fluffy and foo-foo. Okay. No, yeah, those... By the way, if someone has a dog named Fufu, I will give you a Carl and Crew prize pack right now. That'd be cute. Because you need one. Fufu. If you've got a dog named Fufu, <laughs> Fluffy, no way. There's too many dogs out there named oh, Fluffy. Yeah. But Fufu, if you have a dog named Fufu, call me <laughs> right now. Oh, no. If you've got a dog named Fufu, call me right now. And you can't rename your dog this morning either. Exactly. That's Chicago politics, too. Don't do that to your animal, please. (laughs) Poor thing. Don't say, come here, Fufu. I'm calling right now. That's right. If you got a dog named Fufu, I'd love to hear from you. 312-274-9624. But in all seriousness, get your name in the hat for this giveaway. It's coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to have your name in here, guys. It's worth a shot. You can be swimming laps at the YMCA, and we're calling your name. And you win. Yeah, don't even have to be listening. Text Christmas Mm -hmm. to 312-274-9624. Christmas to 312-274-9624. Well, I gave out two winner numbers. I'm sticking with the first one I gave. Right, we have to go with the first. 53. Yes. Mildred, you are a winner here today, sister. 
Hey, Carl, thank you, thank you. <laughs> how, how exciting is that, huh? That is so exciting. Okay. Um, wow. This wow. is great. Well, I'm going to go under a tree here in just a moment, and Superdye is going to be at Command Central here. But do we have a name that we pulled out of the hat today? We're collecting that, so we will get that in just a moment for you. Can we do the spots and we'll get that name for you? We'll do it. Mildred, you. you hold on. We'll yes. be right back with you here in just a second. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Twelve days of Christmas, here we are. I've moved to a different mic stand. If you're following on Carl and Crew Facebook Live, it's awesome to have you here. If you ever want to tune in and watch us, we're going to be here Facebook Live for another nine days after today. Just go to Carl and Crew, Carl with a K, Carl and Crew on Facebook. By the way, you can follow us on Instagram as well, Carl with a K, Carl and Crew. Love to have you follow us if you haven't already. Okay, going to go under the tree. Mildred is with us right now. Yeah. She was our caller. And who's Mildred <laughs> playing for today? She's playing for Elaine from Oakbrook. Okay, Elaine. Mildred and Elaine. Mildred, <laughs> you get to pick out the gift. Now, let me tell you what we got here, sister. We've got one that is two boxes all wrapped up in a bow. We've got medium-sized boxes. We've got some in brown rape, uh, brown wrapping paper. we got small. we got large. Which one would you love to me for me to grab, Mildred? I want the smallest one with the most white paper, white in the wrapping paper. Aww. Oh boy, not not that you're giving <laughs> me a challenge here. Hang on. All right, <laughs> so let great. me look here. Let's okay. See what we got. He's looking. Smallest one with the most white. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go for gift number four. Four? Okay. Yeah, it's the smallest one. Oh no, I'm shifting gears. What? I'm going for gift number eight. Because look at all the white on that one right there. She wanted white. Oh, we got there white. You go. Okay. Okay. Gift number eight. Okay. I'm going to open this thing up. And in just a moment, Super Die is going to tell you, Mildred, you're losing it here, sister. This is great. I love spirited callers. All right. Let's see what in the world we got here. If it's real good, I'm going to keep it. No, I'm kidding you, Mildred. It's going to come your he, way. He what might. Do we, what do we have here? He might. I know where you work. Oh. oh. <laughs> I know where you work. Lane as well. You gear up for your next meeting. Ignite your creativity with style. The Rocket Book Core Notebook seamlessly blends classic pen and paper experience, modern digital age. Feel the familiar touch of a traditional notebook. Yet, Uh, wrong gift. Eco-friendly reusability. Wrong gift. Number eight. Yeah, gift number eight. I'm reading eight. Okay, it's the Echo Rocket Book Core. Okay. Echo-friendly reusable record core. Rocket book folio cover. Inspirationally strikes coziest corners. There's also a gift card in there. No, we got it. the wrong gift. But okay. let me show you the one that I just ripped all the wrapping paper off of. Okay. There's a little difficulty right there, but hey, right. you're getting a magic bullet. Oh! And, and you're getting an Echo Dot. That's what I want. There okay. you go. I don't, I don't know how we got our descriptions wrong. I don't know. But we'll fix that one up <laughs> going forward here. What you see is what you get there <laughs> kind of thing. But it's good so stuff. you get an Echo Dot, and these Echo Dots, these things have a clock on them, yes. and you speak to them, and they talk back to you, yeah. but kindly. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. And then a magic bullet as well. These magic bullets, I'm going to tell you this, Love Mildred, those. these things are awesome. Yeah. These things are absolutely awesome. 
<laughs> so we've got this gift for you. We're ready to roll. You ready to read the full description now, Super Day? Okay, we found it here. Okay. Dash of holiday cheer. Uh, kick your day off with the Amazon Echo Smart Alarm Clock. Sleek, modern design. Improved LED display. Perfect for streaming Moody Radio and Carl and Crew. Let the vibrant sound fill your home. Also, we believe in mornings, both efficient and delicious. So make a quick breakfast with the Magic Bullet High-Speed Blender. Bullet. That's right. Remember, share the festivity. Tag us on Facebook and Instagram with your gift. Merry Christmas from Carl and crew. An Echo Dot and a Thank Magic you, Bullet. Yes. The Echo Dot's going to get you up in time to make the Magic Bullet there you sing. Go. See, yes. it's connected. Yes. All right, there you go. Way to go, Mildred. <laughs> And who's our other winner? Elaine from Elaine. Oakbrook. Way to go, mm-hmm. Elaine. See there, she might be swimming laps right now at the YMCA. And she she's winning anyway. And she can get ready for her uh, smoothie. <laughs> All right, guys, if you've been on Facebook Live, it's good to see you signing off for right now. We'll be back here in just, uh, well, a few minutes. We got another half hour programming here. We love you, Boom Crew. Merry Christmas to everyone. If you haven't gotten your name in the hat, put it in right now. Text Christmas to 312 312- 274-9624-312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.